This is Jordi Micellis. I'm thrilled to introduce to you a new program on this podcast channel called The Mighty. Of course, this podcast channel will still be home to the flagship The Midas Touch podcast featuring me and my brothers, which drops every Monday and Thursday. But we've been getting a lot of requests lately to include more content on this channel. We have heard your feedback. So here is The Mighty. The Mighty will be a shorter podcast and feature best commentary responses to breaking news, rants, and more from your favorite Midas Touch contributors. On today's episode of The Mighty, we introduce you to Coach D. Coach D is an educator and coach from California and Midas contributor. Coach D gives a rousing and heartfelt takedown of Herschel Walker's hypocrisy. Let's bring in Coach D. Uh, the fatherless home is a major, major problem. Stay home and raise your freaking kids. Your kids need a father. Get back home. Get back home. One day after admitting to having fathered a second son, Georgia U.S. Senate candidate Herschel Walker now says that he's the father of another son as well as a daughter. Coach D here. Let's talk for a second. You know, I think it's noble whenever any man steps up to help father kids who aren't theirs. I've always had a hard time addressing this, given my own personal history. You see, I grew up without a present dad. In fact, what got me where I am today was my mother escaping an abusive relationship. This has been a source of many tough days growing up for me. When I was younger, my uncle, coaches, and teachers, they filled that void in my life. They helped guide me through so much in my life. And believe me when I tell you, it was always a struggle, and even today I fight demons that I think are a result of not having a present father. However, because of this, I have dedicated my life to being the best father, coach, and educator to my children and other kids who are growing up without their fathers. I get so frustrated at the GOP for constantly pretending to care about black fatherless homes and using that trope in every soundbite to criticize the black community and ignore other issues that plague black America. Anytime black people march against racism or police brutality, their response is always, well, what about black fatherless homes? Talking heads like Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and Laura Ingram, they salivate at the opportunity to mention it as a deflection from white supremacy and privilege. Well, there are a lot of reasons that men are falling behind in this country, but a look at the numbers reveals one statistic that tracks the decline of American men almost precisely over time, the disappearance of fathers from the home. When their voice isn't enough, they trot out the show's two black friends, Candace Owens and Sheriff David Clark, to put a black face to those racist statements. Honestly, it's so disrespectful and hurtful to the black community, not because we don't see it as an issue. We absolutely do. It's literally discussed in depth at community meetings, in churches and in schools. But what is so damaging when Fox uses Candace Owens and David Clark is that they aren't a part of the conversations in the black community. They aren't in those meetings discussing solutions with the black community. They're on Fox News talking down to the black community to an audience that is predominantly white. So it feels no different than when a racist troll uses it in the comments on YouTube or TikTok. But recently, not only did they trot Herschel Walker out, they went all in and fully supported his candidacy for a Senate seat in Georgia. And boy, did he not disappoint them. 
He talked about black fatherless homes as if he was a hero coming to the rescue. I know uh, the fatherless home is a major, major problem. Even if you have to leave that woman, even if you have to leave that woman, you don't leave the child. Right, right. You let that child know, you try to work it out, you're gonna be respectful to her, if you're going to be respectful to other things, you show that to your child. His own son made multiple TikToks demeaning black folks and black celebrities about this issue. Fathers, it would be great if you stayed home and raised your kids instead of ran off to bang a bunch of women who weren't your baby mama. Stay home and raise your freaking kids. Your kids need a father. Get back home. Get back home. If you take out your thing and you get a woman pregnant, guess what? The party days are over. The acting foolish days are over. You go get a freaking job and you support your new family. Get home. Raise your kids. But one thing that Herschel said in an interview that kept me in his corner on this one issue, in spite of his son's antics and their dismissive statements, was that he said he had helped father many black kids who didn't have a father. Herschel Walker, who was born in Wrightsville, Georgia. You know, I took I took care of a lot of people in my hometown. I took care of a lot of the places around where I grew up. I was being like a father to some of those kids that may have had fathers. That reminded me of my uncle, my coaches, my teachers, and despite the huge gap between us ideologically, I had respect for that. It was the only thing about him I admired, and given my past, I was in his corner. So imagine the knots in my gut when it is revealed that this man has children out there that he didn't father. One day after admitting to having fathered a second son, Georgia U.S. Senate candidate Herschel Walker now says that he's the father of another son as well as a daughter. Until earlier this week, Walker had only publicly mentioned his 22-year-old son, Christian Walker. Well, this morning news broke of a third son out of wedlock who is now 13 years old and now an adult daughter who was born when he was the running back star for the University of Georgia. Imagine the pain in the black community when they learned that the Republican pawn who had talked down to them and castigated them to white audiences about not valuing fatherhood didn't value fatherhood himself. And here's something that's telling about the party that pretends to care about this issue when it elicits cheers and applause. What's telling is that they have yet to address this or withdraw their support for him. Where's Candace Owens on this? Sheriff David Clark? Where's Tucker and Hannity and the Five on Fox News? They're silent because they don't actually care about black fatherless homes. They only care that repeating that line secures and maintains the support of the racist people in their voting block. It's really sad. And Herschel Walker needs to withdraw himself from the Senate race and stay home and raise your freaking kids. Thanks, Coach D. Now I want to introduce you to James Killen, a.k.a. Duck Dad, a former conservative who now contributes to Midas Touch in an ongoing series called Deconstructing My Conservatism. Let's listen to Duck Dad's message, or rather warning, to young conservatives. Make sure you share this with those in your family or friends who have been brainwashed by the right-wing cult. If you're a young conservative, I need you to stop what you're doing right now and listen to me. Don't brush me off. Don't get triggered and ignore me. Because 20 years ago, I was you. I was convinced the United States was being taken over by radicals, leftists, communists, and I couldn't see the force for the trees. 
I spent years of my life advocating for privatization to get the government out of the way of the free market, promoting the rugged individualism that professed you know, I'm more successful because I worked hard and, and I made better choices. What I realize now and what I hope you realize long before I did is the fight you think you're fighting is manufactured. It isn't real. You've been fed lies about our nation's history, our fiscal and monetary system, our education system, and our economic system. That's the reason why people on the left don't make any sense to you. It's because you aren't arguing with the same foundation of facts. You have been indoctrinated to believe America is something that it isn't. America is not ordained by God, it's not infallible, and it's not the country that every other country emulates. And no one's trying to destroy the United States either. The global economic ramifications alone make it an imperative that the United States is successful. Even on the world stage, countries like China and Iran need the United States economy. No one is trying to turn you into a subject of the United States government or the United Nations for that matter either. All of that is complete BS. The United States government, it's comprised of people just like us, from mail carriers to FBI agents, military, police, firefighters, teachers, a majority of our elected officials all the way to the top levels of administrations like the VA, Social Security Administration, and the Department of Education. All normal, everyday folks like me and you. Yes, some of them are more corrupt than others, but they're human. But they're literally, they're us. And I don't know about you, but in my experience as a civilian executive, as a military officer, as an individual who worked directly with cabinet secretaries and their staffs, and now as a small business owner, 99% of folks are less interested in trying to control the world than they are trying to keep their kids out of jail and away from heroin and meth. American conservatism is grounded in fear. And while you may fit one or all of these, they are the defining hallmarks of American conservatism. The fear that the Social Security that, that you've paid into isn't going to be there when you get older. The fear that the country that you've been told your entire life is the greatest country in the world actually has things that it needs to change or adapt so that we can grow and meet this century's challenges. The fear there's some global conspiracy trying to subjugate the American people or the education system is somehow indoctrinating your children to become radical socialists. And for some, it's the fear, conscious or subconscious, that the culture you're used to, the heterosexual Anglo-Saxon Christian culture, is being pushed to the side in favor of multiculturalism. And for some others, yes, it's a fear of the coming white minority in the United States. That fear inside you when you look at your bank or your retirement account or you think about your kids growing up in America that doesn't look like the one you grew up in, that has nothing to do with Democrats, minorities, immigrants, the LGBTQ plus community, or any other sociological factor. You've been told your entire life that everyone is an individual and that you alone are responsible for your success in life and, and that taking handouts from the government makes you a bad person or worse yet, it makes you weak or incapable or that pride you feel because you have a better health insurance plan than someone else. You know, those ideas are just wrong. The narrative you've been fed your whole life is just that. It's a narrative and it isn't true. Despite what charlatans like Glenn Beck and Hannity and Shapiro and Levin have told you for years, if not decades, you aren't in competition with your neighbor for scarce resources. If we're gonna continue to thrive as a country, hell, as a species, we need to start working together and throw out this whole rugged individualism that might have been a badge of honor in 1815, but today it just looks selfish and unnecessary. And I'm not saying anything other than we need to work together, so don't strawman my words here, but seriously think about it. 
Think about what this narrative has you believing. You'll, you'll eventually start to see how the titans of the early 20th century have us trained as laborers. Like why our school system is so bent on perfect attendance. Because that translates to a good worker. Why are we taught to never quit something that we don't like? Because as adults, we're conditioned to accept the fact that we're unhappy and get up and go to work anyway. Why do we want to keep the minimum wage low? Because it makes us feel good to say we earn $20 or $30 or more an hour. Ignoring that your CEO makes 350 times that. But at least you don't make minimum wage, right? You know, I used to rail against minimum wage, saying it meant minimum skill and people should just pull themselves up by their bootstraps and learn to make themselves more marketable to employers. Employers don't want minimum wage to rise because that cuts into their golden parachute. If minimum wage had kept up with worker productivity, minimum wage would be $27 an hour right now. Today in 2022, $27 an hour is a great job by all standards. But if you make $27 an hour today and we had kept up, you'd be making closer to 100. Your fight isn't about guns. It isn't about protecting the United States from communism or socialism. It isn't about preventing the LGBTQ community from sexualizing your children. And it isn't about an invasion of immigrants from our southern border. It's about power. And you aren't the one pulling the strings of power primarily because you're too busy trying to get your kid to ball practice. You're cannon fodder for the folks who buy politicians and corrupt our system for their own personal gain. If you started a business and you were successful and you took care of your people who worked for you and you crushed it, you're amazing and I absolutely admire you. If you started a business, crushed your competition, squeezed out every competitor, and now account for almost 50% of the market and claim a net worth greater than the GDP of several countries on earth, Eh, you're definitely on my list of horrible human beings. 60 years ago, the average CEO made 20 times what the lowest paid full-time worker made in the company. Today, it's 350 times. And before you think I'm demonizing the wealthy, I'm not. I'm demonizing the folks who created this system in the United States. The Rockefellers, the Carnegies, the J.P. Morgans, and the corrupt politicians who are all too eager to get theirs, knowing full well the rest of America is suffering under an unsustainable economic system. You've been lied to. You've been lied to your entire life, just like I was. Do Americans need to be productive? Yes, absolutely. We need to ensure our society has what it needs and there is absolutely no possible way to ensure every American can live stress-free and in the lap of luxury. Are there gonna be people who benefit more than others? Yes, absolutely. That's just the way it works. But should we have folks going bankrupt because their kid needs a bone marrow transplant? No. Should folks be sleeping under an overpass because they made a series of bad life decisions that only lend themselves to more bad life decisions? No, absolutely not. Should a single mom work in two jobs or three jobs like mine did in order to make sure her kids at least had ketchup sandwiches when they got home from school? No. Now let me flip that around. Should an oil company's sole purpose be to generate a profit for shareholders at the expense of every other American? No, absolutely not. Should a CEO who invented a new product or technology benefit from such a breakthrough? 100%, absolutely. But should that benefit be accumulating more wealth than can be consumed in 10 lifetimes? It's ludicrous. Should a company be allowed to funnel obscene amounts of profit to politicians in order to ensure their interests are placed above the interest of the rest of the country? Hey, you fluff out here with that nonsense. I hate to burst your bubble, conservatives, but you're fighting against your own best interest and the best interest of 320 million Americans in order to protect the accumulated wealth of a few million Americans who not only don't give two shits about you, they're going to be fine whether you prosper or not. 
Now let that sink in the next time you enter a voting booth and think you're saving America from the commies. Because you're not. Matter of fact, all you're doing is allowing billionaires and corrupt politicians to piss on your head and try to convince you it's raining. Thanks, Duck Dad. So that's the mighty. The best content from Midas Touch contributors. Don't worry, the Midas Touch podcast will still drop at its regularly scheduled Monday and Thursday dates. But now you have content for every day of the week. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast channel now. Thank you so much for listening. Stay mighty. And as always, shout out to the Midas Mighty.